0: Vom ewigen Eis der Gletscher zum Artenreichtum des Regenwaldes, von den Tiefen der Ozeane zu den höchsten Gipfeln der Welt. Mit dem neuen Sender Sky Nature ist man ganz nah dran. Tauche zusammen mit Schauspieler Fari Yardim tief in die Welt der Elemente ein oder blicke der Fridays for Future-Ikone Greta Thunberg über die Schulter. Mit zahlreichen Sky Originals und aufwendigen Naturdokumentationen bietet Sky Nature ein inspirierendes Programm rund um unseren Planeten. Sky Nature. Jetzt neu. Auf Sky.
1: Most schools across the UK are open and children are heading back to their classrooms now. But to what extent will this affect the Covid case rates across the country? And what can we do to avoid disrupting a third academic year? In Scotland, children return to school sooner than their English counterparts. So what can we learn from their experience and other plans being put forward in the Scottish Parliament this week? Linda Bold specialises in public health at the University of Edinburgh.
0: When schools are closed, there's obviously less interaction between children and young people um, in the school environment because they're not there, but also their parents as well. And what we've seen throughout the pandemic is that infections have tended to rise when schools go back. And that's what we're observing in Scotland this time. We had over 9000 new cases in people under the age of 22. And we know that, for example, the increases in uh, cases amongst children have been pretty significant. So to give you some examples, in the week ending 22nd of August, when all the schools were back, there was about an 80% increase in 5 to 11 year olds, over 100% increase in cases in 12 to 15, and about 160% increase in the 16 to 17 year olds. What
1: do you think we could do to mitigate that? Because England is about to go down the same path and return everyone to school, Wales the same, what could we do to try and make these environments less likely to stimulate those sorts of surges?
0: Well there's a number of things that we can do and I think that schools around the world actually have learned a lot during the pandemic about how to reduce risk. First of all, you could have face coverings, and that is the case in Scotland and in Wales and Northern Ireland. The second thing, of course, is to think about ventilation. And that's an area where the evidence on airborne transmission of this particular, this SARS-CoV-2 virus, has grown during the pandemic. So I think schools are being asked now to think about how can you ventilate classrooms. And there are a number of very basic steps you can take. But just opening the windows will really increase ventilation and allow the little tiny particles that are in the air to disperse and the air to circulate, and that will reduce infection risk. The other thing we can do is use carbon dioxide monitors in classrooms to look at the level of particles in the air. And when they go above a level, you know that you need to ventilate that space. So ventilation is is the second thing. And then the third thing, of course, is just making sure that vaccines have been delivered to the teachers, the people who are more vulnerable to COVID-19 in schools, and finally, that you give advice around what happens on the school estate. So probably minimising lots of parents crowding around the drop-off sites.
1: Do you think that they've left it a bit late to offer vaccines to school age children? Because if we look at the graph of who's getting the infections, there's a really significant blip on the graph corresponding to younger people, especially school-aged children. And it's only now, after the schools are already back in session or about to be, that we're having conversations around perhaps offering them vaccines.
0: Yes, I mean, it's difficult because the Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation has to advise on these issues. And they're looking not only at the trials data, but all the real world evidence and trying to balance up risk of the virus uh, of COVID-19 to children, which is low, um, in contrast to maybe the risk, the small risks associated with adverse events uh, linked to the vaccines. So, but if you if you just talk about trying to reduce cases amongst teenagers, school children, it would be better if we had rolled out a vaccination program in those age groups. It can't eliminate the risk of transmission. We all know that the vaccines are good at preventing severe disease and mortality, not so good at preventing transmission. Um, but if more children had been vaccinated, I think that would have made the situation better. And we know from other studies, you know. Some young people can become very unwell and some young people can develop long COVID. So there are risks to young people that are not zero from the virus.
1: This week, Nicola Sturgeon made sounds that they're going to go to a vote next week on whether some kind of passport should be introduced comprehensively in Scotland for certain environments. And it just so happens those are the same sorts of environments and entities that young people tend to go to, like nightclubs, for example. Do you think that that is actually going to make a difference? Do you think that having those sorts of interventions will work, given what you've just said, that the vaccines are very good at preventing severe disease, but actually you get cases slipping through the net all the same?
0: It's an interesting one. I think that the evidence on incentives, whether they be a positive incentive, for example, a voucher or a negative incentive, as in preventing certain people from going into an environment. So a vaccine passport is a kind of negative incentive, if you will. The evidence on that is mixed in terms of how it affects people's behavior. And as you say, will it actually prevent transmission in in those environments? I don't think it will, but what it will do is encourage some groups to take up the vaccines. The main reason why they're advocating for this is because of some concerns about uptake in younger groups. So if we look at the 18 to 29-year-olds in Scotland, for example, that would be a key age group for going to nightclubs. 74% with a first dose and about just over half with a second dose. And the problem there is that the speed of increase has definitely slowed in those age groups. And we've just started delivering vaccines to 16 to 17-year-olds. Um, so that's that's the main motivation of government here is to get that uptake increased. And that's not just about reducing transmission risk in those environments. What they're more worried about is just trying to have a better wall of protection by vaccines in the community, including in younger age groups, to get through the next stage of the pandemic.
1: Linda Bold. Was brauchen produktive Teams wirklich? Noch eine virtuelle Happy Hour?
0: Oh, nein, muss das sein?
1: Oder mehr Gratis-Snacks? Was den Arbeitstag für Ihr Team wirklich besser macht, sind Laptops mit Intel Pro, Mit langen Akkulaufzeiten, besonders reaktionsschneller Leistung und integrierten Sicherheitsfeatures. Laptops mit Intel Pro im Evo design geben Ihrem Team, was es braucht. Oder mehr Werbegeschenke. Ne Wuvusela vielleicht? Mm. Weitere Informationen auf intel.de works best.